Hi guys, I'm Jim Vanderpoel and I'm the Chairman of Dairy NZ. And I'm Andrew Morrison, the Chairman of Beef and Lamb New Zealand. This month our organisations are running a roadshow talking about Haywaki Kanoa. This is our sector's plan to manage emissions on farm in a practical and fair way while keeping agriculture out of the emissions trading scheme. We know it's important that we get this right, so we really set ourselves up for success. But we need to be really clear, doing nothing is not an option. Our consumers are asking for action, and so are our communities. The government have already legislated that if we can't come up with a creditable plan, we will be straight into the ETS. We know a lot of farmers have questions they want to ask about how this came about and what it might mean for their farming businesses and their families. These questions are fair and that we need to spend time answering them. Where did all this come from and why are industry bodies trying to design a pricing mechanism for agricultural emissions? We want to be very clear from the outset that the agricultural sector did not initiate the process of pricing on-farm emissions. In 2018, the government announced plans to bring agriculture into the ETS at the processor level. We knew the ETS would be bad news for farmers. It would have been expensive, it wouldn't have recognised action behind the farm gate, and worst of all, it would not have actually reduced emissions. The sector collectively went to government and asked for an opportunity to design an alternative pricing mechanism that would work better for farmers behind the farm gate while still achieving the government's objective of reducing emissions. That's how and why Haywaka Ekenoa was formed. How is Haywaka Ekenoa better than the ETS? The ETS is a system that was designed to continue increasing in price until long-lived emissions like CO2 reach net zero. But that's just not appropriate for short-lived gases like methane. The ETS price has been climbing rapidly and will continue to do so until big CO2 emitters stop buying carbon credits and actually start reducing their emissions. This has been what is driving the large-scale conversion to carbon farming. The ETS only recognises sequestrations from large-scale plantations of trees planted in certain shapes and sizes, and any revenue generated goes straight into the government's general spending account. Haywaka Ekenoa is a better deal for farmers because it treats methane differently to the long-lived gases, it recognises more sequestration on farm, and that any money generated is recycled back into the sector to support further emissions reductions. Why do we need to do anything? Some people are saying methane emissions only need to reduce by 0.3% per year to ensure no additional warming. Yes, we absolutely need to do something. Our consumers are asking for it and our communities expect us to do our fair share. The challenge is there are a number of different views on what a fair methane target is for New Zealand. Different scientists would give you different answers, but as they currently stand, our legislated targets are 10% by 2030 and 24 to 47% by 2050. The good news is that the science on this stuff is constantly developing, and more often than not, it's developing in our favour. The next review of targets will be in 2024, so as a sector, we need to be working to build a body of evidence to support a challenge or a change at that time. What happens if the Climate Change Commission doesn't make any changes to methane reduction targets when they review them? That's a very fair question because there is no guarantee 
we will see a change in 2024. But at the end of the day, that shouldn't impact yours or my views on Haywaki Kanoa. We have a very clear choice in front of us. Haywaki Kanoa or the ETS. And I sure know which one I would rather have. Why can't we get full credit for the carbon being sequestered by pre-2008 trees? Getting greater recognition for the sequestration that was happening on farms was a major priority for us in Haywaki Kinoa, and we think we have managed to get a pretty good deal, but we are keen for your feedback. Farmers will get recognition for farm war types of vegetation than you would under the ETS, including pre-1990 natives, shelter belts and riparian strips. The 2008 baseline was chosen for a number of reasons, but mainly so that we can try and make the process of getting recognition as simple and straightforward as possible. Earlier baselines are really difficult to verify due to limited or poor satellite quality image. We know that under the ETS people have really struggled to be able to provide enough information to get their native trees into the ETS. The quality and quantity of satellite imagery really improved in 2008 with Google Earth launching several satellites over New Zealand, meaning more farmers will have evidence of any on-farm plantings they've done. Were there other pricing options that were taken off the table? Yes, there were other options that were taken off the table. But they were taken off the table for a reason. Because Haywaki Kanoa is a partnership, the options we are taking for consultation needed to work for all 12 partners. For example, a land-based approach would mean that farmers that run few stock per hectare pay much less and more intensive farms pay a lot more. On the other hand, an output-based approach would have favoured more intensive systems. The options needed to be fair across a range of sectors and farming types. That fairness was one of our foundation principles that guided us through the process. How will the money raised through Hiwaka Ikanoa be spent? Will there be transparency and accountability? The revenue generated through Haywaka Ikanoa will be recycled back into the agricultural sector to reward farmers for sequestrations and actions taken to reduce emissions on farm. This is one of the key differences to the ETS. The money collected can be used to encourage the uptake of new technologies, to incentivise plantings or to fund R&D. Yep, there will be some administration costs associated with running the program, but we are trying to minimise this by keeping the system as simple as we can. Do Dairy NZ and Beef and Lamb support the current methane reduction targets? For the avoidance of doubt, both Beef and Lamb and Dairy NZ think the targets need to change and are pushing hard for the government to adapt or adopt a metric that better reflects the warming impact of methane over time like GWP star. But we can't just unilaterally decide as a sector that we are going to use a different metric. There are processes that we need to go through both here in New Zealand and internationally. Thanks for taking the time to watch this video. I hope it's answered a few of your questions. If you've got any more, please attend the, uh, the road shows we're holding in conjunction with Dairy NZ, Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Come onto any of our webinars or please get in contact with any of our team. It's really important that farmers have a say on this. Doing nothing is not an option. It's Haywaki Kanoa or the ETS.